Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the Voice Over Nations broadcast. I'm your host, Carrie B. I am so glad that you tuned in for uh, this broadcast on today. I have a very special message to the fathers, to all of the biological fathers and the other fathers. Some call them stepfathers, but I like to call them the other fathers. This message is to you. And I want to speak about a Joseph, um, the husband of Mary, the mother of Jesus. We oftentimes, we talk about uh, how virtuous Mary was and how she was so highly favored by God. And she was. Um, she was a very special woman. But oftentimes we overlook and never seem to talk about the other man in Jesus' life. And I want to speak about that for a moment uh, for today on this uh, Father's Day celebration. And our scripture is coming from Matthew, the first chapter. And I want to take a look at the 18th through the 25th verse. Matthew, the first chapter. Let's start at the 18th verse. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. And then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you, Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold the virgin, she shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel which is translated God with us. And then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took to him his wife and did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn. And he called his name Jesus. The other part of this scripture that I want you to examine today is Luke, the first chapter. And let's take uh, a look at the reading of the 26th verse. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. And then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom, there will be no end. And then Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I do not know a man? And the angel said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. 
Therefore, also that holy one who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Praise God. Like I said, I want to talk about the other father. Like I said, so often we are always speaking about uh, Mary, but uh, we often overlook the other man that was in Jesus' life, and his name was Joseph. This is a beautiful story. It is a beautiful love story. It's a very intriguing story. Because we have to understand um, that first of all, you had uh, a man and a woman that had been chosen by the Lord to, first of all, from the man's perspective, be able to protect Jesus Christ. And I know some of you may be saying, well, he didn't need to be protected because he was God. Well, God still put a man in his life as a covering over him. But also he had to find a woman that was virtuous enough, that was righteous enough to carry in her womb the Savior of the world. And these two people that he found was Mary and Joseph. And let's take a look at their story and let's examine it on this Father's Day. Now, I want to use my imagination because I believe that any time we tell a story, we have to bring it sometimes up into the present moment. So if Joseph and Mary were around today, if I can kind of tell it on my own way, I'll just tell it like this right here. First of all, I think they met and they saw each other and they just kind of fell in love. They were intrigued with uh, the beauty and the grace on each other's life. Joseph probably had been watching her for a while Mary probably smiled at him. He probably was the talk of the town with the girls. And Mary was this woman that had never been with a man. She was a virtuous woman. She was so virtuous and so uh, righteous that God had been watching her for a while. Because out of all of the women in the world that God would choose to bring forth his son into the womb, she was the only one that was found at that time. And so Joseph and Mary, they started dating. I imagine they probably went to the movies, had a nice candlelit dinner at times. Maybe they would go to the park and have a picnic, ride bicycles through the neighborhood, and just talk and talk and talk for hours and hours about each other and their plans and their aspirations. And then one special day, Joseph pops the question to Mary. Because out of all the women in that area, there was something that was special about Mary. It was something that he loved about her. Maybe the way she combed her hair. Maybe the way she spoke in such a still, small voice. Maybe the way she cooked her food or she presented herself not as one of the wait ladies of the night, but with this grace, this Proverbs 31 grace that was on her life that just intrigued her, intrigued him. And so he had gotten to the place where he built up enough nerve and he popped the question, will you marry me? And I'm sure Mary was so excited that the man of her dreams had come into her life. She was so excited that one day her dream of getting married, it seemed like it was about to be fulfilled. 
And so according to the custom uh, back then, when Jewish weddings and so forth would take place, the parents of the groom would make arrangements with the parents of the bride, particularly the father, and they would make out details about the marriage. The parents of the groom would talk with the father of the bride, and he would pay what was called a bride price, a price that was paid for this man's daughter. And they would sign a contract, and this contract was legally binding. What we would call today, um, when someone would uh, get engaged, that would be my fiance, but it was much deeper back then. It was more than just a fiance. They were legally married because of the contract. And sometimes the actual ceremony wouldn't take place until about a year or so later. And if anyone during that time had committed infidelity, it was considered as divorce, even though the marriage had not been consummated with sex. It was still a legally binding contract. So even though they had a ring on their finger, an engagement ring, what we would call, they were really married. It was the first step of marriage. And so during this time, the couples uh, would stay with their parents and so forth, and they would be making the arrangements. And so I'm sure they had probably set a date that we're going to get married on such and such time thinking about the bridesmaids and the matrons of honor, maids of honor, flower girls, um, the groomsmen, the best man, so forth, the wedding venue, the receptionists, the caterers, uh, the officiant, all of these details because they wanted to have this perfect, beautiful wedding together. And this, this ceremony or when a man asked for a woman's hand, it was called betroth. It wasn't called an engagement. It was called betrothed. So Mary was betrothed unto Joseph. And God had to find the perfect couple because both of them were in the lineage of Jesus Christ. What an awesome thing. Because there had to be someone that reigned from uh, the lineage of, uh, of, of David that would take the throne as the Messiah. And so all of these plans and all of this... Uh, loving one another. They were never intimate together. I'm sure they probably never kissed or anything like that, but they expressed their love for one another. And then one day, Mary, she has a visitation from an angel by the name of Gabriel. Gabriel comes into her home or her residence or wherever she was. And Gabriel starts to speak to her. He says, Rejoice, you highly favored woman of God. Blessed are you among women. And when Mary heard these salutations, she was like, basically, who are you talking about? Me? <laughs> because she was troubled within her spirit from his saying. When Gabriel came, Gabriel lit up the room with the glory of God. He was a messenger of the Lord. His face was shining bright with the glory of God. And she was in awe, not only just by his words, but by looking at him. So he tells her that you have found favor with God. And he tells her that you're going to conceive and bring forth a son from your womb. And his name shall be called Jesus. 
And the angel says he would be great and would be called the son of the most highs. And, and he would take place over uh, the throne of his father, David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and his kingdom will be no end. So Mary is confused because she's asking the question, well, how can this be? Because I've never been with a man. And the angel explains to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. And this child shall be born. And then he speaks a few more words to him and he's gone. Now Mary's there, she's perplexed. She's confused by what he has said. Why would God choose me? How can I have a child and I've never slept with a man? I've never even kissed a man. <laughs> How can this happen? And so while she's thinking about this, I'm sure it came up in her mind about Joseph, her fiance, the one she was betrothed to, engaged to. And so before she tells Joseph, she's pondering these things in her heart because she understood that Joseph was not going to believe this. And so with my imagination, I'm sure she probably waited a day or so, whenever it was, and she calls Joseph on the phone. And she says, baby, um, I need to talk with you about something. And he said, about what? She said, no, I can't really talk to you uh, over the phone. I need to talk to you in person. It is something uh, very serious. So he asked the question, well, what is wrong? I I'm hearing um, if something in your voice, is everything all right? And she said, well, if you would, whenever you get a chance, would you come by so we can talk? So here it is, Joseph, he runs over there to the house. And when he sees Mary, he sees not a smile, but he sees a bewilderment upon her face because she's confused. And so he's saying, baby, what is wrong? And she said, well, I had a visitor uh, the other day and he said some words to me that I'm confused about. Well, did he hurt you? No, he didn't hurt me. It's not anything like that. I'm just, I, I want you to know that I, I love you. I mean, you're the only man for me. Um, I've always loved you. And, and, and I don't want you to think that I've been doing anything wrong, but it's something I have to tell you, and I'm sure you're not going to understand it because I don't understand it myself. Well, what's wrong? Did somebody touch you? Did someone hurt you? No, it's not like that. It was just an angel that came by and gave me a visitation. His name was Gabriel. But what did he say? What well, he said that um, I was highly favored. Well, that's great. Well, he said a little more than that. He said I was highly favored. He said I was blessed among women. And then he says that I'm with child that the Holy Spirit is going to come upon me and I'm going to be with child. And I asked the question, and I know you don't believe this, but I asked the question, how can this be? Because I've never been with a man before. And he said, the Holy Spirit, this is the work of God and his name shall be called Jesus. What well, Joseph is looking like you is slap crazy because he's thinking with himself, it's no way possible that you're going to be pregnant by God. Girl, don't tell me that kind of stuff. And you know, I kind of understand why God chose Joseph, because if he had chosen me, I would not have believed it. I would have hit the roof, probably would have told everybody in town. 
but Joseph was a righteous man that had found favor with God. And even though he was upset, in which he had a right to be because this had never happened before, this was the only begotten of the Father. These kind of words had never come across his mind. And Joseph is thinking, what is everyone else going to think? Because we have not consummated this marriage with sex. We are legally married, but we have not been together. We have not even had the wedding. So, so what is everybody else going to say? And so Joseph goes away. He's hurt. He's angry. Glory to God. And then the Bible says that an angel appeared to him in a dream and told him, don't be concerned not to take Mary as your wife because that which is in her is of the Holy Spirit. And Joseph was thinking about putting his wife away privately because as I said before, they were legally married and it was like she had committed adultery and by him being an honorable man, I'm talking about the stepdaddy, the other father. He was an honorable man. He said he didn't want to do that and he was going to put her away without shame. What an honorable man that was. And so now this angel comes in the dream and he tells him that this is of the Holy Spirit. Don't be afraid. She didn't sleep around. She didn't mess up on you or anything like this. This is God's dealing. So now Joseph is confident. Now he takes this woman. They don't have relations, a sexual relationship until after Jesus is born and they had other children. But he takes um, a Mary as his wife. He loves her as a wife. And he loves this baby. Meanwhile, talk is going around town that Mary doesn't start showing. I knew it was something wrong with that couple. They all high and mighty and sanctified and sanctimonious. Yeah, they've been slipping around with one another. I yelled somebody else probably came up in there. I saw somebody by the house the other day. And it wasn't Joseph. Now talk is all around town that Mary is pregnant. She's starting to show. You know, the months go by, she's starting to show. And they can't really explain it to anyone because no one is going to believe it. And then it comes a time uh, when there's a, 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 a registration that all of the, the world is supposed to take um, by Caesar. And so every person had to go to their own town to be registered. And on this occasion, um, Mary is almost due with pregnancy. And Joseph had to go to Bethlehem, his town, because he had to register there. And now Mary is going with him. And can't you see them on the donkey? She's almost uh, in labor. Her water's about to break. And he goes there for the registration. And he has to uh, go and sign up them. And the Bible says that he tried to get a room, but there was no room at the end. It wasn't that Joseph and Mary didn't have money. It was just, it was a lot of people in town. And all of the rooms had been taken. They had been reserved. And then it comes to time when Mary screams to Joseph that my water has broken. So Joseph has to end up going and finding a manger. And there in a manger, 
the Savior of the world is born, Jesus Christ Emmanuel, the Son of God, the Son of Man, the Lily of the Valley, the bright and the morning star, the first and the light, all of that. He's born there in a manger around animals. And when Joseph is there, hallelujah, it's not a midwife there that the scripture says, but Joseph is there and he has his hands and, and Jesus is coming from out of uh, her wounds. And he's the first one to see Jesus. <laughs> Whew, thank you, Lord Jesus. He is the first one to see Jesus being born. And he takes Jesus and he puts him in his arms and he cleans him off and he cuts the cord. And he gives him to Mary, his mother. And you have this beautiful, beautiful love story of Jesus and Mary and Joseph and their life. And I want to tell you that because I often wonder about what kind of relationship did Jesus and Joseph have? And the Lord said that they had a perfect relationship. He said because Jesus loved him as a father, he knew that Joseph was not his biological father, but he never acted like he wasn't. Joseph knew that that was not his biological son, but he never acted as if he was not his son. He called him son. He raised him as son. He brought him up in the fear and the admonition of the Lord. He not only did that, but he protected him as a father. This was not his biological father. This was the other father. He taught him a trade. Joseph was a carpenter. And he would, as Jesus was coming up, he would uh, teach him the trade of carpentry. What a perfect trade to learn about building. And he taught him how to build chairs and make tables and beds and lampstands with his hands. He taught him how to work because the Bible says if you don't work, you don't eat. He taught him how to treat women right. And when he would go through uh, the neighborhood, they would say that's the carpenter's son. And Jesus with pride, he understood that this is my earthly father that I honor him. Glory to God, that is so precious because we live in a time when there are so many stepfathers, other fathers that don't get the credit that is due to them. Thank God for the biological fathers, but I wanna take this opportunity and I wanna thank and praise God for all of the men that have stepped up, got married, taking care of children that are not theirs. And some of them in those relationships, they were not treated as a biological father. They were not even treated as stepfathers. They were not liked by the children. They were not liked by the families. They weren't even really liked by the mother. But I thank God that they stuck in there or they are sticking in there anyway. And they're treating that son or that daughter as if it is their own. We ought to thank God for the other fathers because the other fathers are important. Praise you, Lord Jesus. I bless you. I remember uh, when my 
uh, my mother and my uh, father got divorced back in the 60s, around 65, 66, somewhere in there. I was born in 1961. I was a young boy when it happened. I remember seeing my mother. She was crying because of the divorce. And this other man, he comes uh, later on and she introduces me to him. And now he's my new father. And I did not like him. I didn't like him. He was coming to stay at our house. He was sleeping in our bed. He was eating our food. Who is this person? But when he came in, he brought order to the house. He said, you're going to say yes, sir, and no, ma'am. He brought structure in the house. And my mother said, you're going to call him father. Because what she did, she created a relationship there. I never called him stepdaddy. He never called me stepson. And he took me and he loved me and my brother as his own. And what I hated in the beginning, I started to love in the end. And I honored this man and I respect this man because he taught me so much about life. I saw the example of a man with my father, the other father. He showed me things. He explained things to me. He showed me the strength of a father. Praise your Lord Jesus. And I remember towards the end of his life, I love this so man so much because we worked together. We did so much together. And when he passed away, I cried like a baby. When my mother died, I didn't even cry. But when he died, I cried. Because what I hated in the beginning, I loved between the middle all the way to the end. So I once again, I want to thank God for all of the other fathers. Happy Father's Day to you. Every day, may the Lord bless you richly and increase you in all of your endeavors. Jesus treated Joseph as his earthly father. Yes, he did. He treated him with honor, with love and respect. He didn't go around and say, well, Joseph, what do you want? <laughs> because that wasn't honorable. But he loved him. Glory to God. It doesn't say how Joseph ended up dying. But at one point, he was no longer in the picture. But I just want to let you know, there was a special relationship there. And he raised this young, this young man as his own. And he taught him everything he knew. He was the carpenter's son. He was Mary's baby. He's our savior. So I take this opportunity to bless all of you men today. I bless the women, the mothers, the biological fathers. But I just wanted to do this broadcast for the other fathers. Because you appreciate it and you're loved. And even though for some of you things may not be going right and it may be hard and the child may not care for you. Keep on praying for them. Win them over with love, with honor, and teach them the things of the Lord. And I pray that their hearts would change towards you. And even for the fathers that may not like other children, I pray that you're not your, the children that are not your own. I pray that your heart turns um, towards them and not against them. That God will bless and favor your house in all of your endeavors. In the mighty name of Jesus. So I thank all of you men. And I thank all of you women. 
Because when a family is destroyed because of this kind of confusion, it tears up the children. It brings division among the children. When the biological father comes in and says, ain't none of your daddy. You ain't got to do what they say. The devil is a liar. What goes on in your house, that's what goes on in your house. Bring your children up in the fear and the admonition of the Lord and let God bless it. And everything that you cannot work out, turn it over into the hands of the Lord. And watch the Lord multiply and increase you in everything you do. Praise God. Hey guys, this is Kerry B. I just, uh, once again, I thank you for tuning into this broadcast. I'm a minister of the Lord, but I'm a prophet too, a prophet with a pastor's heart. And I just speak the blessings of the Lord that maketh rich on your life, that you would be enriched with everything that you need in this hour. And I say many blessings to the Von Dot Radio uh, team from South Africa, all of my other team members that uh, bring these uh, different segments and broadcasts to you. I hope you enjoy them. And uh, I hope you share them also. Share it with the other father so that that father can be blessed too. Hey guys, until we meet again, until we talk again, I'm thinking about you. I hope you're thinking about us and we'll talk soon. Be blessed.